Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now. It is a Eagles Sunday as a host to Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers tonight in Sunday Night Football. Kickoff at 820. Uh, a guy who does a great job covering this team and the NFL. Uh, esteemed colleague Zach Berman joins us. Zach, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Happy belated Thanksgiving. Well, same, same to you, you and your lovely family. And uh, Jody and I were just talking about something um, which we didn't know the answer to, so I'm going to let Jody pose it to you. Glenn and I both looked at the numbers for the Eagles this year, amount that they've thrown the ball to a uh, back out of the backfield. And I thought that it could be a bigger part of their game this past week against the Colts because no Dallas got it. How you can replace Dallas Scott? Well, maybe you throw the ball to the backs out of the backfield. And one of the biggest plays was an attempted pass to Miles Sanders, which ended up being a pass interference, so it wasn't necessarily a catch, but it certainly added to the uh, drive that gave the Eagles the lead. Why have they thrown less to the backs this year than previous? We can go previous Eagles history, but most important is since Sirianni took over and with Jalen Hurts as the quarterback last year, so the continuity of the quarterback and the head coach and the play calling, why do you think they've thrown it to the backs less? Yeah, I I think the answer is fairly simple. Before the season, Nick Sirianni brought the whole team into the auditorium and he went over everyone's role. And what he said then was that the passing game goes through A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard. And they, I, 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 I said on the show during the summer, their target share was going to be like a big three in basketball where the usage rate is so high. Uh, and that's the way it's played out. Now, last week was a different story, obviously, without Goddard on the field. And they did a few things there, but it was, it was, it was more of a, a run-heavy game. Um, but the easy answer for it, and it's, it's, it's the actual answer, is that the passing game goes through those three guys and then – Everyone else is is it basically gets the leftovers. Look at Quez Watkins, someone who was really productive for them last year, and has, and has had games with no catches and no targets. Okay, uh, fair enough. It will be interesting. You know, one of the three obviously Goddard not there for at least the next three weeks. Be interesting to see. Maybe that does alter a little bit. Zach Berman is our guest. Follow him on Twitter at zberm. Zach and I have an event we're going to be doing together soon. We'll. Bring that up in, in a moment. Um, Zach, Eagles made an interesting move this week in uh, hiring uh, Marcus Brady, who was the Colts' offensive coordinator, lost his gig there when Frank Reich uh, left, brought into, as I understand it, kind of, well, help explain how opposition offenses would attack the Eagles' defense. I have that right rather than me suppose it. Tell us what his job is here and what you see as his future. 
Yeah, so he, he obviously has a, a background with members of the staff, Nick Uriani among them. Uh, and, and so you see this a, a lot where a consultant works with the other side of the ball. So so basically you 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 work with the defensive coaches, the defensive coordinator in particular, and say, all right, this is how we would attack you, right? And, 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 and these are the things we would do if we were game planning against you. So uh, it's, it's not ab- abnormal to have an offensive coach consult with a defensive coordinator and vice versa. I suppose the timing of it's abnormal, but you often don't see offensive coordinators with a background you're familiar with fired midseason. So my guess is that's the impetus of it. Um, and – as far as the future, I, I, I would anticipate that their staff movement this offseason, the Eagles are a good team that, that the rest of the league is, is, is taking an interest in. And I got to imagine there's, there's going to be head coach interest, there's going to be coordinator interest. And uh, so it's, it's something to watch out for there. But at, at this point, I would think it's, it's, it's just an assistant helping out, uh, uh, helping out the coaching staff. Zach, kudos to Howie Roseman. The Eagles' couple weeks running had been a team that looked like they could definitively be run to get run against without Jordan Davis in the lineup. Boom, he goes out and gets Linville Joseph and Dominic Kinsu just waiting to sign a contract. Ends up getting them both here in Philadelphia, and Joseph ends up playing 40% of the snaps. They got a combined sack in the game, which isn't really the – well, Sue has been a guy who can get pressure on the quarterback, get sacks from the middle. Linval Joseph never has been. He's just been a, uh, a run stopper. You saw this coming, huh? You, you knew that Howie Roseman was just waiting to do this and plug these guys in and get that kind of production off three days of meetings, right? <laughs> well, I, I, the, the latter part, I, I couldn't tell you. Right, that that they would get this guy, and in three days of meetings, he would come in and have the production that he did. But in over a decade covering Howie Roseman's teams, I can tell you that that there's very seldom a day goes by when that's not on his mind. What can he do to upgrade the team? Um, and you know, there have been times when he's he's he sat on his hands because the opportunity wasn't right. But I do think they they've seen throughout the past few weeks. You saw it with the Quinn trade. You saw it with these signings that 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 they're in it, that they have an opportunity. And to me, this is the type of move that you make when you think that you know you're a legitimate contender and you just need a piece. You just need to plug this piece here. And and, and so that's essentially what they did. And at some point, Jordan Davis is going to be back here, and they'll have to figure out that rotation. But considering what their depth was when Jordan went down. Uh, this is a good situation the Eagles have. It is a good situation. Zach Berman is our guest. Zach is the author, by the way, of Underdogs, the Philadelphia Eagles' emotional road to Super Bowl victory. A great read for the ages. Zach and I are going to be doing a book signing together Wednesday, December 7th. Jeez, that's just like a week away now. Uh, 6.30 to 8.30 at Puddler's Kitchen and Tap in Bridgeport. You get all your holiday shopping done. Ray Dinger's going to be there with his book. Zach, uh, Mike Sielski, I am Swag from Shy Vintage Sports, Carl's Cousin Collectible, and Charlie Manuel's uh, charitable T-shirt company is going to be involved, plus great beer, Three DeKalb in Bridgeport. Okay, you and uh, Bo Wolf, who do a nice job together, did a back-and-forth column the other day asking each other questions, which is good because then I can just ask you those same <laughs> questions. Who is the one player who must take his game to a different gear during the final stretch? I said Robert Quinn because the player <laughs> be nice. that Eagles fans have seen here during the past few weeks 
is frankly not the player who you know, the NFL world has seen over the past few years. Uh, they they need him to get more pressure. They they need to get him on the field more. They need to get teams in, in obvious passing down. Um, the it's kind of worked out that the Eagles haven't been playing with these big leads recently. When they acquired Quinn, they had a double digit lead in every game this season, and I think that's really when you're going to see Quinn make his mark. There's there's going to be a late December game or potentially a playoff game when the Eagles need a critical pass rush late in the game, and you have Quinn on the field, um, but. Based on what we've seen the past three weeks, they need his his game and him to go into an extra gear. To think they gave up a fourth-round pick for him and only had to give up a fifth and a sixth for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, uh, kind of the yin and the yang of the Howie Roseman deals this year, one steal and one what looks like an overpay right now. But, yeah, we've got six games to go. We'll see if Quinn can make a dent. All right, uh, Glenn and I started the show today talking about Aaron Rodgers and where he's at and the past week of him admitting he's playing with a broken thumb, I thought a little convenient that he happened to bring it up. But this week with the Eagles who are going to get after him uh, on the sked, and if they lose, chances are their season is going by the wayside and they're not making the playoffs. What Aaron Rodgers are the Eagles getting today? Well, if, if you look at these, in these past few weeks, um, you're not getting the one we, we've seen the past two years when he was MVP. But I can tell you, in that locker room, and, and this is not just you know, you know, guys saying nice things, just in conversations with, with people, it comes up, it's still Aaron Rodgers, right? Like They, they still respect what, what, what he can do, um, what he's done throughout his career, and that's what worries you. You, you saw in the Dallas game, it wasn't a vintage Aaron Rodgers performance in the sense that they ran the ball real well, he didn't have to throw too much, but he, he can beat really good teams. He has it in him, and uh, I'm fascinated to see how this game goes because one of the criticisms or the questions, I should say, about this Eagles defense is they haven't really faced those top-level quarterbacks. Well, if you look at the way those top-level quarterbacks played against the Eagles last year, mm-hmm. taking what's there, having those methodical drives, Aaron Rodgers is willing to do that, and uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch. Yeah, and, and he is the guy who has done that. Uh, stealing another question from what you guys uh, did in your column, you and Bo Wolf, who is the Eagles' biggest threat in the NFC, and which team should they want to see in the postseason? Yeah, so I, I think Dallas is the biggest threat, and that's it's 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 not going on a limb to say it, but that's a, a real good team who gave the Eagles all that they can handle at home with you know when the Eagles were at home and Dallas was playing with their backup quarterback. Uh, it could be a different conversation when Dak Prescott's on the field. They're uh, they're a, a deep team. They're they're complete in the, in the sense that they can run the ball, they can pass the ball, they have that they can get after the quarterback. Um, so that would be the team that that is the biggest threat. And then I would just watch out for San Francisco because even if they don't have the same level of quarterback play, that's an experienced team that can beat you so many different ways. And then as 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 far as the second part of that question, if you're an Eagles fan, and I imagine everyone listening is. You want to see Seattle or the Giants in the playoffs? Yeah, we'll get yeah. two good looks at the Giants before they get here, so uh, we can we can put that opinion on pause. It may be strengthened or it could be weakened depending on what they do against the Giants. But let me double down, Zach. Put them in order: a NFC Championship game to be played at Lincoln Financial Field. Eagles finish with the best record in the NFC this year and win their first round playoff matchup. Who would you rather see come in 
the Cowboys or the 49ers here to Philly to earn a trip to the Super Bowl? Who who would you fear more out of those two teams? I would I would fear Dallas much more. Um, really? Because of, of, of the quarterback play, right? Jimmy G, look, he's, he's done it. He's been to the Super Bowl. He was uh, a quarter away from, from winning it. But uh, what would worry me more in the playoffs is is a high level quarterback, and I think Dak Prescott can uh, is, is 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 that type of player. So the Cowboys would would worry me based on the quarterback differential. Zach, we um, Jody and I talked earlier today about um, kind of the relationship between Sirianni and Hertz. You see it much closer on a regular basis than we do. Um, and we, we all kind of know what a coach-quarterback combo can mean for each other. We certainly saw it with Reed and McNabb here. You see it around the NFL. You're with these guys all the time. What do Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts mean for each other? Well, they, they, it's, you know, the interesting thing about them is it was an arranged marriage, right? Oftentimes you, <laughs> you, you see these coaches come in and they pick their quarterback. Um, Nick Sirianni didn't come into a situation where he drafted a quarterback or he signed a quarterback. It, it was Jalen Hurts is the quarterback who's, who's who's here, and frankly, Jalen plays a different style is 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 a different quarterback than what he's been than the best quarterbacks he's had in his system. Whether it was Philip Rivers, whether you know he, Andrew Luck could 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 run the ball well, but it was it was a different offense. And Nick has really adapted to Jalen, and Jalen's done a really good job taking coaching. And what what they have in common is they're both coaches' sons. They've both grown up in a very similar way around the game. And I think that, that really strengthens the relationship that they have because they understand each other. They understand what it takes to win games. And they're willing to adjust what they do based on the other person. That's a good point. I- I uh, like the way you state it, and the relationship with those two right now are clicking on all cylinders, which means – and I don't want to jettison ahead. we got an important game against the Packers tonight and this whole rest of the season, a potential Super Bowl. How's the negotiation going to go with Jalen Hurts when the season's over and done with? At some point and, – and how he has stayed busy in other ways – he hasn't been able to work out an extension for any other players this year. And the Eagles, uh, like two-thirds of their defense is uh, coming up on free agency here. Blink before you know it, the offseason arrives. So now he's going to have to be pretty busy. And they're going to want to at least talk to Jalen Hurts and get the conversation going in the direction of a long-term extension. How's that going to play? Well, the interesting part there is it's it, it could be based on how other quarterbacks are, are, are paid in. Obviously, Lamar Jackson's the big one to watch this offseason, right? So in the Carson Wentz uh, situation, the Eagles were quick acting on it because they wanted to get ahead of the market. They, they knew some of the other quarterbacks who were due for extensions, and they, they signed into a good contract based on what the other deals were thereafter, um, but obviously it didn't work out with Carson Wentz. And so the question often comes down to whether the quarterback wants to sign early where the quarterback wants to wait. Uh, I don't think if, if, if this continues on the trajectory it's going, I don't think the Eagles will have much hesitation offering Jalen Hurts that kind of contract. The question is whether you wait for someone else to set the market or if you're going to be the one who sets the market. Um, but as the, the, the fact that we're having this conversation says something about where Jalen is this offseason, or, or, or I'm sorry, where Jalen is this season, because going into the season, 
I was I was skeptical whether he would get to this point where you say you need to sign him. Yeah, now we are at that point. No yeah. doubt about it. Uh, all right, last question for me. Uh, Zach Berman of The Athletic, kickoff 8-20, Eagles against a, uh, a, a Aaron Rodgers with a broken thumb, which seems to be a big deal. How's this one going to play out? I think it's going to be tougher than it might seem. And I think the Packers can, can, can run the ball. Rodgers um, is, is still Aaron Rodgers. I was surprised it was, it, it was a six-and-a-half-point line. Um, I think it's going to be close, but I think the Eagles are, are going to win. I think the big difference is the line of, scrim- the lines of scrimmage. The Eagles are better on both lines. I think that the lack of depth that the Packers have on the defensive line is going to hurt them. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Eagles run tempo, try to tire the Packers out. Uh, and then on the offensive, you know, and, and, and then on the on the defensive side of the, of the ball for the Eagles, I think they can get after Rodgers. I I, I I think they can penetrate this offensive line. So I think the difference is going to be the lines of scrimmage, but I don't think it's going to be easy. I predicted 24-21 Eagles, uh, and I'll, I'll stick to that. Right. Very good. So let me add one more. I asked this of a caller earlier. I'll ask it of you. Who has more yards rushing the ball tonight, Miles Sanders or Aaron Jones? I would go Miles Sanders. Um, yes. And, you know, Aaron, Aaron Jones can have those big chunk plays, uh, but I, I, I would feel safer going with Sanders. Right, you and I both. Go. Uh, I'm sure I guarantee somewhere you can make that bet. Um, Zach, I will see you in the press box tonight. And as we said, I will see you Wednesday, December 7th, starting at 630. We got uh, kind of the kickoff, we hope, to holiday uh, sports um, books and merchandise uh, for your sports fans. We're going to have a big event at Puddler's Kitchen in Tampa, Conchac and Brewing in Bridgeport. Start your holiday shopping. Zach will be there with his book, Ray Didinger, Mike Sealski. Uh, I'm going to have my book. There's going to be swag from Scheib Sports, Carl's Cards and Collectibles, and Hog Island Press, which is Charlie Manuel's company. Uh, the author, by the way, all the authors are going to be there. It's not just like Zach's going to drop off his books and go home, right? <laughs> We're going to sign all these things while we drink beer. I can't wait. The best part about this is is Glenn, is, is Glenn and Ray get, draw such a following that there's such a line there, someone standing in front of me waiting, and you know they'll buy my book out of sympathy sometimes. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know I, about I, that. I, 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 I can't wait to come. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see you guys and excited to meet all the fans. We do agree that Ray always brings in the crowd. We know that, and we are all going on his coattails, and I think we're all fine with that. I, I Absolutely. Will not, yeah, I won't disagree with that. Uh, plus, you drink beer, so I'll buy the there beer you for you that night. Three to Calp Street in Bridgeport um, on the banks of the Schuylkill, right across the bridge from Norristown. I will see you then. Well, I'll see you tonight, so thank you so much. Sounds good. Take care. Uh, all right, there you Thanks, go. Zach. Good, good guy. guy. Smart guy. Uh, let's except, take a call. Yeah, except. It's one thing I disagree with Zach on. Go. The quarterback rank. How do you feel about you and I have gone back and forth before about pro football focus? Yeah. At times I'm in lockstep with them, and at times I'm pulling my hair out going, what the hell are they looking at that I don't see? Yeah. What is your thought on quarterback, on passer rating? Um. I think it's flawed. Um, I think it's almost like defensive metrics in baseball, which is you're trying to rank guys on so many topics that you can lose the forest for the trees. 
here's how I feel about it. Uh, and I know that you've uttered this phrase before, probably more so than me, because you're more of a politico than I am. But I've always appreciated the line of democracy is the worst government except for every other one. <laughs> yeah, right, that's right. And that's the way I feel about passer rating. Is it perfect? It is absolutely not. There are holes and flaws. and There is no perfect way to rate a quarterback, but I think it's the best of a bad lot. So I think you have to give it its due, even pointing out its shortcomings. Quarterback ratings in the NFL right now. Tua Tungavaloa, number one. Geno Smith, number two. Patrick Mahomes, number three. Jalen Hurts, number four. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo, number five. Yeah. Dr- Dak Prescott, number nine. Okay. I'd rather see Dak Prescott than Jimmy Garoppolo come in here for the NFC Championship game. I think the 49ers are a better team, and Garoppolo is having a better season. He said definitively he wants no part of Dak Prescott. Give me Jimmy G. Oh, no, I got more respect and fear of Jimmy G than I do Dak Prescott at this time. I don't disagree with you, although I think it's really close. And it could change over the course of the next five, six weeks. But I, I don't disagree. I mean, as a team, I think the, I, I think the Cowboys have been known to fall apart in the postseason, and their coaching does so, which isn't really addressing what you're saying. But yeah, but it it should it should be a factor because yeah, Jimmy G hasn't won the Super Bowl yet, but he's won a bunch of playoff games. Dak yeah. Prescott hasn't. No, Prescott and like the Cowboys just tend to fall apart in the postseason. So yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm with you. Let me sneak in, Mitch, here. You're on uh, with Jody and Glenn. Hey there. Or you're not there. All right, we'll put you on hold. We'll see. He might have gone out to get a cup of coffee, Jody. We'll give, him the, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt and see if he comes back, if he's there when we get back. So we'll take a break. 215-592-9494. Hey, we're going to pick some NFL games coming up. Three apiece, that work for you? That works for me. All right, we're going to do that coming up. 215-592-9494. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now. 94 WIP. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there. 
to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Joni McDonald, Glenn Macnow, 94 WIP. All right, let's see if Mitch is there. Mitch, you with us? Yes. What's up? What, what is what, what's with this guy? <laughs> All right, we're, we're done with that. Um, Jody, you are on Facebook, correct? I believe we are Facebook friends. We are, uh, okay. but I I rarely visit Facebook. I'm okay. not a Facebook devotee, but I have a Facebook page. Okay, so um, Facebook has this thing that comes up every day, which is memory called memories, and it's uh, shows stuff that you posted on this same day in previous years, right? Really, so, I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah, it's actually kind of cool. So if you you know I, I posted a picture of my family five years ago on Thanksgiving, it'll come up this morning, and that's cool. Or if if I posted something about the show or whatever, you know, beer, it it shows me years later what I posted. So I bring this up because today was the 10th anniversary or is the 10th anniversary of the Eagles releasing my least favorite Eagle of all time. Really? And here's what I wrote on November 27th, 2012. Good riddance to a fan unfriendly one trick pony with a poor attitude and diminishing skills. Jason Babin, you never were a true Eagle. Wow, yeah, you disliked the guy more hated. than I did. Hey, oh, hated him. Uh, it, much like quarterback rating, um, he he had a skill set. He could, One. he was supposed, and he never did even reach the level of the heights that people were hoping for him when they signed him. But he wasn't awful. They, the Eagles have had some bad players over the last. I said 10 least years. favorite. I said least. Okay. So, All right. so, so you're you're incorporating more than just a his lot. Play. Here's what I'm incorporating. Okay. Here's what I'm incorporating. One, he was a jackass, and he was um, he he was snarky and thought he was funny and he was stupid and he was rude to to everybody, which I guess is mostly reporters. But there's no reason to do that anyway. But two. If you remember, this is when they said we're going to play. What was his name? Washburn was the was the defensive line coach, and they're playing a wide nine. Wide nine, yes. Right. Okay. So you line up way outside, and you try to rush the quarterback, and that's all he did. Now he got sacks. Yep. But I I should have looked up the stats before I did this. There was a year when he was here where he got double digit sacks, and other than that, like eight tackles for the entire rest of the year. <laughs> Because that's all he would do. He wouldn't play. I mean, he would be in on defense for the run, and he wouldn't bother to try. If the play was going the other way, he wouldn't bother to do anything. He would do one thing, and it's all he did, and he was a bad guy, and he was also emblematic of what was a bad Eagles team. 
you know, they tried to build that dream team in 2011, and he was one of the guys he's going to come in and he's going to be a great player in defense, and he wasn't. He stunk. Again, he could stack the quarterback. It's a good skill. But if you do that at the, at the expense of everything else, you are not helping your team. It's like the hitter who comes up and just tries to hit a home run Every single time. Well, these days, that's mostly what guys do. But ignore that part. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is baseball today. Yes. Uh, I know. And it's not good. I don't want to lose the topic here. Um, and, I, man, I don't know if there's a guy on the Eagles over the year, or even a Philadelphia athlete, who you would say is your least favorite. But to me, Jason Babin is, is top three or four all time since I've been doing this of my least favorite. Here's the reason why I uh, I can absolutely declare I cut him more slack than you do because I'm not nearly as uh, why was Jason why did he even darken our door by coming yes. here yes um a pox you, upon thee you may have had more individual dealings with him than I did so you may know better how big a jerk he was or wasn't a little bit that was kind of his job I'll put as much blame if not more. On the defensive scheme that said, Jason, just go wide. Just go outside. Just use your speed and get to the quarterback. That's what we need you to do. And he tried to do it. And it was a failed defense just in general. So if he's doing what they're telling him to do, I can't find as much fault in it. Now, some of the numbers you quoted are just outrageous. You never get a tackle on anything other than I'm, I'm going to see if I can look it up I, while that's, we're talking. That's pretty bad, but I remember those Eagle teams, and I remember that defense, and, yeah, that's what they asked him to do. And it put more pressure on everybody else that the two defensive ends were told, yes, just kill the quarterback, and yes, do so in a wide-looping fashion. That's on the scheme as much as it is on the individual right, player. Uh, 2009 with the Eagles when he when he first – he was here and then he left and they came back, if you remember. Played 12 games, had 11 tackles. That's Two, not good. No, that is, that is not good. Uh, they say 2012, which is the year we're talking about, he had 5.5 sacks. They say he had 21 tackles. I disagree. You want to review that videotape? Yes, I I, I want to talk to the staff. You're throwing the red challenge flag. Yes, I don't believe. Good for that. you, Coach McNally. I think those are inflated numbers. That's that's what I think. Hey, uh, one quick thing before we get to our picks. Uh, I know your uh, your other team is the New York Jets. I don't know what the line is on that game, but it, I, if you got to bet in fast, it may serve you well. Oh, because, I did. Okay, well they're playing the Bears today, and of course Field is injured. And so Trevor Simeon was going to play. He injured his oblique in warm-ups. Oh. Starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears today. And I have experience, not personal experience, I have experience rooting for this guy. Oh, I know where you're going. I saw that. They officially I, made I, that move yesterday. Yes. Not starting, but adding him to the roster. I believe he's the worst quarterback I've ever seen in the NFL. Because I watched him start a game for the Bills and he was atrocious. And then I watched him play for somewhere else. I forget where it oh, was. Oh, I can tell you. Okay, you got it. Oh, yeah. You're referring to Nathaniel Peterman, who was, <laughs> I guess, their third string quarterback. Very formal, yes. Uh, they, they may have even elevated him for the practice from the practice squad. I'm not sure on that. Um, but he had that god awful game with the Bills. You know who swore by him? Gruden. Oh yeah, I'm seeing. Gruden he was brought him in briefly the, with Raiders, the Raiders, yeah, and like 
uh, Gruden was actually saying we could have a quarterback competition here between he and Derek Carr, which I was just mm. like scratching my. Are we talking about the same guy here, Gruden? That you're talking about, Nate Peterman? Yeah, I I know from what you speak with Nate Peterman, and luckily I got in with the Jets at uh, only minus five and a half because someone told me during the week I was hosting a show on CBS and someone gave me some good inside information. They said Justin Fields has no chance to play. That that they're just and and we understand it's here in Philadelphia because uh, the head coach of the Eagles always tries to do this too. They were looking for a competitive advantage by not stating that yeah. he was out, that he was only questionable. Somebody told me that he had no chance to play, none, zero, zip. So don't believe the whole he's questionable thing. He's out this week against the Jets. I didn't know that the backup quarterback was going to get hurt before the game started. So, yeah, I got the Jets at minus five and a half. It was seven this morning. It may go up with this announcement that you just gave. Uh, Nate Peterman, in his illustrious NFL career, has attempted 135 passes, completed 52%. That's not good. No. He has three touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 34. Yikes. <laughs> that's, really, that's really bad. All right. Well, there you go. So that's. I think that's a game that uh, you, you could have picked a while. And the Jets, by the way, have their own quarterback issues, but – We'll see if that's a game that you plan to pick. Let's each pick three NFL games. You take one first. All right. I told you I got the Jets at uh, five and a half. I've already got the action in on that one. But I don't think that's the number you're going to be able to get now on any outlet, anywhere. Seven is the one that I saw this morning before the announcement came down. So I'll, I'll, I'll go there. It might go up. But I'm going to take the uh, Jets and lay the seven points because, yes, the Jets have a new quarterback, an improved quarterback, a quarterback who is not the future of the Jets, Mike White, but he did have a 400-yard passing game last year against Cincinnati. The Jets upgrade by going to their backup quarterback. The Bears do not by going to Nate Peterman. So, yes, I'm going to take the Jets minus seven points against the Bears today. Like it. All right. I am going to take the Indianapolis Colts rebounding this week. They showed well against the Eagles. Against the Pittsburgh Steelers, Colts are giving two and a half points. Listen, the Steelers' offense is is a disaster. I mean, you remember over all these years how explosive it could be. Now it's it's nothing. They're not they're not going to score much against the Colts' defense. Uh, I am not a huge fan of that. Matt Ryan's going to make things happen. But I think they're. I think Indy is is, shall we say, spicy under Jeff Saturday. They played really hard against the Eagles. I think they're going to play really hard again. I think Jeff Saturday gets his second win by at least a field goal, and the Colts beat the Steelers. All right, game number two for me is a line that I just don't understand, and I know that some people believe if a line doesn't make sense to you, then you should go the other direction. That the line is telling you something. I say sometimes they just put out bad lines, and I think that's the case here. The Titans at home are getting a point and a half from the Bengals. I think the Titans are the most underrated team in the National Football League at this week. At week 12, what's the most underrated team? The Titans, and it shows in this line them being a home underdog. Tannehill threw for over 300 yards in their last game against Green Bay. Yeah, I know he's still Ryan Tannehill, but they're going to run Derrick Henry down the Bengals' throats. They got revenge from last year's AFC playoff game in which Cincinnati took out the Titans at home. 
I think revenge pays off this week. Titans win the game outright. I play them on the money line, but I take the point and a half just in case. Um, it's one of my three picks. I'm taking the Titans also. Um, I have the Titans plus two, so one and a half. There you go. Uh, this is probably the best game of the day, I think. These are two teams that are good and have gotten better as this season has gone on and probably both will end up making the playoffs. Yeah, Tannehill's not not great, but he's got a better cast around him, um, and they can do more things than just hand the ball off, although that really works. it's uh, The Titans are home. I think their defense is very good and very well coached, so I will, like you, Take the Titans. You said plus one and a half. I'll take the yeah. Titans plus one and a half and enjoy that one. And the third one for me. And, oh, by the way, Cincinnati today, no Jamar Chase. They yeah. said he might come back not right. playing. Still not back. No Joe Mixon, their number one running back. Right. So they're shorthanded, so I really do like the Titans. And my third and final game will be, sorry, Dougie P. I'm no. going to take the Ravens off a bye, giving three and a half in Jacksonville. They've had injury issues now for two years running, as a matter of fact. And a couple of guys have gotten more healthy. They may get Marcus Williams back at safety today. I think they uh, put up a pretty good number of points down in Jacksonville today and certainly enough to cover a a three-and-a-half-point spread. Road favorite, which usually I try and stay away from, but this one is not a big enough line to scare me off. I'll take the Ravens minus three-and-a-half against the Jags. Okay, I like that. And my final game is I am going to take the Chargers minus four and a half against the Cardinals in Arizona. Uh, the, 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 the Chargers lost a couple of close games to the Niners and to the Chiefs. And the Niners and the Chiefs, by the way, are two of the best teams in the league. I am watching Justin Herbert. I think he's looking good. Uh, I think Brandon Staley's kind of figured out how to deal with his his own his defense kind of banged up and he's working and the Cardinals are a mess. Um, they, they, and I know they're now doing the, their own in-season hard knocks, and Cliff Kingsbury gave this whole speech about this is our chance to get to first place and save the season. Well, they, they haven't looked good in the last couple of weeks. They looked awful in Mexico, just terrible. And I think their season is just about cooked. So I will take the Chargers minus four and a half with Arizona, along with the Bengals getting one and a half at home. Uh, against, excuse me, the Titans getting one and a half at home against the Bengals and the Colts minus two and a half at home against the Steelers. And you've got. And, oh, by the way, on your Cardinal pick, yeah. they're the worst home team in the National Football yeah. League. Terrible. They're terrible in their own house. Yes. And they're in their own house today, so I, I like your pick. I got Ravens minus three and a half, Jets minus seven, and we're both on the Titans plus a point and a half against the Bengals. There you go. All right, give the, give the closeout line on this. I always love it. Um. And we all hope you're cashing them, not trashing them. It's beautiful. That's the thing of beauty. That's Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Mack. Now we'll come back. We'll give you our thoughts on the Eagles game. We'll make our picks on that. We'll find out from producer Franny Rojas what we forgot to talk about. We have time for a call or two. 215-592-9494. Jody and Glenn on 94WIP. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now, Sunday morning on night or Sunday afternoon, excuse me, on 94 WIP. Raining pretty hard around here, Jody. How's it looking at where you are? I was going to say I could give you a weather update. The rain has started here in South Jersey as well. Yeah. I would say more than a sprinkle. It's not a downpour. Pretty solid uh, amount of rain coming down as we speak. And it is projected to rain almost right up until kickoff, hopefully not during the game. 
by the way, I will next see you on Wednesday evening. We're yes. Having, we're having beers uh, with a very nice woman named Christina Wagner who bid at the uh, charity event for First Tee of Greater Philadelphia with the Maryland Mike Beer to have a night of pounding beers with her. So she and whoever she chooses to bring will meet us at Conchac and Brewing Company, King of Prussia. Uh, and, uh, Jody, I look forward to uh, introducing you to a bunch of beers, some of which you will probably like. And shame on me, I've already forgotten what we have the wager on. We made a wager earlier in the show that... Uh, Three and a half times that they mentioned the bravery of right. Aaron Rodgers for playing through right. all this. Yeah. Uh, for the first half that you yeah. think that Collingsworth yeah. will go there at least four times. I don't oh, yeah. think it would be quite that much. Yeah. Uh, just real quick before we get to our pick, I'm just kind of, uh, as we do the show, I'm just you know looking at stuff that happened yesterday. I did not watch the Flyers game last night. I didn't need to see I did. Tenth I, in I a tuned row. You did. 2-2. Two, two, two. I thought they had a chance. I jumped over to some college football. I came back about 35 minutes later. The game was over. They just got pummeled yeah. and taken apart. So I missed all the goals, but I was tuned when it was 2-2. Two, two. I said, maybe they can actually steal a game and stop this losing streak. No such luck. Yeah, speaking of pummeled, uh, that's what I'm going to tell you. Uh, three minutes and 16 seconds left in the game. There's a pretty good scrum around the ice. And, oh, my gosh, Oliver Wallstrom of the Islanders just flailed Tony D'Angelo around like a rag doll. You see that one? I did not see the video on that. Sorry Ooh, to say. Man, that no, was. I, uh, I, when I got back and they were losing, I said, all right, I'm sticking with college football. They're not coming back from this deficit. So I did not see any beatdown of Tony D'Angelo. It was beatdown, was the word. All right, Jody Mack, I hold in my hand a folded piece of paper. Here it is. And on that piece of paper is the exact final score of today's Eagles Titanic tilt against the Green Bay Packers. Please lay it out first. Did you uh, did you save my folded piece of paper from last week? I'm looking around for it. I'm assuming that means it was extremely accurate. Not necessarily. Oh, okay. Uh, but you didn't save it, did you? No. No. Did you save it from the week before? I don't save these things. It's okay, paper. you don't save them. All right. Well, here's the reason why I'm asking. Two weeks ago, when they played the Commanders, I said... It was an 11-point line. I thought it was going to be right about that, a 10-11 point win. So I said, play the over. There will be points scored. There was. Yeah. It was an over game. But I had the Eagles winning 31-20. to They did not, as we know. This past week against Indianapolis, I thought a very motivated um, Eagles offense led by Nick Sirianni rallying the troops uh, would win and win handily in Indianapolis. They did not. They won, but they didn't win handily. And my final score prediction was 31 to 20. So for the third consecutive week, I am going back to the <laughs> same exact final score. I think they beat the Green Bay Packers tonight 31 to 20. And I may just stick with this score until I finally get close. Uh, it's going to happen sooner or later. All right. Well, my folded piece of paper says that. And I'm too cautious to predict the end of Aaron Rodgers. I've seen him be great before. I saw the Packers run the ball pretty well against Dallas. I think it's going to be closer than this spread, which is six and a half last I checked. Yep. He's, okay. Uh, but I do think the Eagles have an advantage on both offense and defensive lines, as Zach Berman told us. And Linville Joseph and um, and Sue, uh, at least last week, really restored that line. And I want to believe that can continue. So I think the Eagles are going to wear them down. 
I'm a little worried about A.J. Brown, the illness. Uh, we'll see how he feels. Dallas Goddard not being there is, is a problem, and that could that could hold back the passing game. But the Packers' defense, as we talked about earlier, is poor against the run, so maybe they can find the guy wearing jersey number 26 and use him a little bit. They should be able to run all over him. Green Bay turns the ball over a lot, 16 times in 11 games. So let's say the Eagles force two turnovers. They win that battle. Um, and I'm going to say that the Packers, having lost, they, they, they won a couple weeks ago, excuse me, beat Dallas in overtime, which was impressive, but they could not capitalize that in their last game against Tennessee, losing at home, losing by 10 points at home. As a favorite, I think that pretty much ended their playoff hopes. So I think that they're going to be a little flat. Bottom line, high-scoring game. You said what, 31-21? 31-20. 31-20. I say the Eagles win this 30-24, to which I guess means they don't cover, but a high-scoring and fun game. All right, let's find out. What did we forget to talk about from Francisco Rojas? All right, guys, so I'm going to bounce off. Hey, Jody, does he have a music bed? I guess so. Wow. I'm impressed. impressed. Look oh, at that. Thanks, guys. Very nice. Mood music for what we forgot to talk about. Um, so so let's let's uh I'm gonna bounce off the Tony D'Angelo fight. Did you guys see the, the slap boxing match in college basketball yesterday? I did. That was that was really I I don't think you'd see that too often. Slap? Not anymore. And compared to fights they used to have in basketball, it was pretty tame because as you said it was a couple slaps. Slaps, that's what it was. Yeah, I just thought it was I thought it was interesting. It was funny. Um, and then, Jody, <laughs> I'm sure you brought this up in the past week, but you guys didn't talk about it today. Uh, Connor Hughes from SNY absolutely ripped Zach Wilson on, like, a three-minute rant right after the uh, game la- uh, last week, um, after they lost to New England. And it was just – you never really see that from reporters anymore um, or ever. And I just thought it was really good. I don't, I don't know if you guys saw that. I did, and I had no problems with it, and I tweeted this while the Jets were playing last week. Robert Sala eventually got it right, replacing Zach Wilson. He was about a quarter and a half late to the party. He should have pulled him in the third quarter of that inept game against the Patriots, and Eagles could have stolen a win last week. Now, I think they're going to win today, but their playoff hopes are severely compromised because they stuck with uh, Zach Wilson way too long. And if that means I'm ripping them, too, like Connor did, yeah, count me in. Okay, and uh, last thing. I don't know if you guys had mentioned it today. I'm pretty sure you didn't. But Caleb Williams uh, looks like a lock for the Heisman after they uh, their big win against Notre Dame, I believe it was, yesterday. Everybody's yeah. pretty much saying Connor, uh, Caleb Williams is the, the Heisman lock at this point. So I defer to you on that one, Jody. McMahon, um, late August, whenever it was on my uh, national show, I said, if you're looking for a guy for some value to bet for the Heisman, Stroud and Young, the top two quarterbacks, were very much favorites. And you get about eight or nine to one on Caleb Williams. I said, there's a guy you should play. Goes with his coach. They they brought in a bunch of uh, talented wide receivers in the transfer portal. Eight or nine to one, that's someone you should play for the Heisman. Ask me how much I put on it. How much? Not a penny. Oh. So I, I gave it out on the air and then didn't uh, back it myself. Oh, your own advice. Shame on me, yeah. but at least I did have a uh, an inkling that that was going to work real well, and they're going to make the college football playoff, and he's going to win the Heisman. He's right. Yeah, uh, deservedly so off of that. Anyway, Francisco. Oh, Francisco, who was the uh, caller of the day? 
right, so for call of the day, I had Aaron from Norristown. Uh, earlier, he ripped uh, Flyers ownership. Great. I thought it was, yeah, was I thought it was good. pretty uh, pretty easy pick there. Yeah, um, called him the Comcast hockey team. Yes, it was a classic rant. Francisco, do me a favor. Send me his info so that I can get him his $50 gift card to Shive Vintage Sports, where there is a story in every stitch. Uh, Jody Macca, as I said earlier, I will see you next on Wednesday in King of Prussia. We will drink beer and toast an Eagles win. Done deal. Will be my pleasure. Looking forward to it, buddy. Have a good uh, uh, pregame show tonight. Stay dry. Yeah, well, we're under a tent, so that's a good thing. And we invite everybody to come out because, again, special night today. Hugh Douglas, Trent Cole get into the Eagles Hall of Fame. I think they're going to be joining us live on the show right around 7.30. So when you're coming to the game, make sure you stop by the pregame tent on the north side of the stadium. Uh, Angry Bob Cherry and Marcus Hayes. Boy, there's a combination of some vitriol. Good stuff coming up next. Stay tuned. And, yes, as I'm going to sandwich them because as soon as they're done, Five o'clock, we begin countdown to kickoff. Ross Tucker, Dave Spadaro, and me leading into the pregame show. Oh, Ike Reese will be there. Elliot Shore Parks will be there. Howard, Merrill Reese, Reuben Frank, a whole bunch of people. Look forward to seeing you there. Enjoy your day. We'll see you after the or before the Eagles game on 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.